Make America No! Hello and welcome to I'm Usually More Professional, a weekly political podcast from the team here at Sportsbet. Not only are we podcasting, but we are on YouTube. Hi, Mum. You can find us on Sportsbet's YouTube page. My name is Alice Workman. I'm coming to you once again live inside the Canberra bubble in Parliament House. And joining me as usual is Joe Hildebrand and Sam Destiari. Lads, how are you doing? Hi, we're great. How are you, Alice? You surviving Canberra? Uh, Yeah, it's tough. (laughs) Do you like the bubble? It's tough. Well, it's funny. I'm writing a story uh, that'll be in Friday's paper about how COVID has killed political gossip because all the the cafes in Parliament uh, have all their tables removed and politicians aren't allowed to leave their offices as much and lobbyists and former pollies are all banned from the building. So the rumour mill is dead. It's tragic. So, so, so this is like your story is the the most elitist story imaginable that one of the victims (laughs) of COVID has been political gossip. This is secret, nothing the sacred. silent victim, Sam. Yeah, the silent victim. Is nothing sacred. But when you're in Canberra, there is nothing else to do. There is literally no other entertainment apart from political gossip. No, so it's a, that's alcohol, actually alcohol. That's an industry. Well, is Moosehead still open? No. Well, there's politicians are banned from going anywhere. Yeah, so but, they can't go out. So there's no run-ins and there's no alcohol-fueled oh, events no. and fights. And all of the lobbyists, who I like to call gossip super spreaders mm-hmm. are banned from the building. So Devo. it's uh, really dark days, really, really what about, tragic days. What about the graphics nightclub in, in Kingston? Is that still going on? Can you still otter down the stairs? Uh, I'm showing my age anymore. Yeah. Ot- ottering. So ottering was this exercise, yeah. uh, for those who don't know, which used to be on budget night. Yeah. The uh, bureaucrats used to kind of get semi-naked yeah. and go down the set of stairs. Actually, the Kingston, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. On, yeah, it was on, chin on first, hands papers. behind your back, and yeah. you went down the stairs chin first. And yeah. on one uh, budget night, Mike Bowers from The Guardian and Heather Hewitt, wife of Barry Cassidy, were ottering down Andrew. the stairs. One broke their arm, one broke their leg. <laughs> Yeah. And the other thing is, as you went down, you meant to put your hands on and go, oh, you meant to make are- the sound of an otter. <laughs> That's right. And these are the people leading our nation and the people holding them to account. Well, absolutely. And before we kick off this week, yes. I've got a great story about uh, people leading America. Uh, it's from The Atlantic. It says, the US is running low on monkeys for research. Oh. At the same time that there's been an extraordinary demand for COVID-19 studies, China, a major supplier of monkeys, has shut off all exports. Now, that is some yep. animal diplomacy, if I've ever heard it. Wow. Well, you play hardball. You play hardball with China. When China goes hard, they go hard. They're locking it up. Can we Look, I'm not, I'm not necessarily advocating this, but given that we've got not enough monkeys and, as Extinction Rebellion would argue, too many people, just go with me here. I'm just saying a little bit of... Involuntary euthanasia. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. This is going to go well. You this know, you just and, and this is the I'm second just, episode after which we get banned. Well, no, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just heads you know, up, sleeping giants. I can choose. <laughs> I can choose that. Well, they'd be the first to go, obviously. We just bait them. Everybody else would be happy. That's everyone else would be happy. I'm just. Well, it's, it's Peter would be on our side. Oh, at least that wouldn't be animal cruelty. It'd just be good old-fashioned human cruelty. Th- these are the kind of ideas you can just bring to Parliament. Do you remember- There'd be people in Victoria who'd probably volunteer. Do you remember when they brought um, Jean-Claude Van Damme to Parliament? Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I get this phone call from, uh, it was Max Markson, right? The, um, you know, the okay. celebrity agent. That's going to go well. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And so he calls me up and he goes, oh, look, um, we've got this idea that we want to release white rhinos in 
Western New South okay. Wales. That's racist. Just we just want to release them. We just want to release them into the wild uh, there. And I said to him, "This is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever possibly heard." He goes, "Well, look, Jean Claude Van Damme's flying out. He wants to meet with some parliamentarians about it." And I said, "That is a fantastic idea." And I'll <laughs> happily meet with Jean Claude Van Damme, and we will have a proper discussion. I think I arranged a bunch of parliamentarians for the meet. And the whole time he's trying to push the Rhino agenda, and everyone's just trying to get a photo with him doing kicks. Yeah, yeah. Still worth it though. What's happened to guy. the rhinos? Yeah, they all are. Even Arnie's little. Is he? No. Yeah, Arnie. Sly. Yeah, and Sly is tiny. Arnie lost out on um, the part of the Hulk in the the t- the seventies TV series, Incredible Hulk, because he wasn't big enough. Really? And that Lou, was it. Lou Ferrino is that his name? Um, the the original one was bigger. <laughs> And, and and Sly Stallone, my God, you'd trip over him and not. It just well, is like, a but, but this is what tiny happens. little slip of a thing. You end up those kind of celebrity causes. The second you have a celebrity behind it, though, right? Like seriously, who who could realistically think that we're going to release rhinos in Western New South Wales? But the second you put someone like Jean Claude Van Damme, people get it. So yeah. what I'm saying is, this monkey cause needs an advocate. Yeah, I think Craig Kelly would be a pretty good one at the moment. <laughs> Surely Craig Kelly would be advocating for us to be testing on pandas. Pandas, yeah, you know, yeah, sac- true. Sacrifice yeah. a panda, really get China to step up to the plate, bring a monkey over. And I always think to myself when I hear these kinds of issues, what would Pete Evans do in this scenario? <laughs> they Shooting can. the guy in the back many times, I mean, couldn't you have done something different? Couldn't you have wrestled? You know, I mean, in the meantime, he might have been going for a weapon and, you know, there's a whole big thing there. But they choke, just like in a golf tournament, they miss a three-foot... You're not comparing it to golf because, of course, that's no, what the media... I'm saying say. people yeah. choke. People, people, people panic. choke. Oh, mm. I love it. People getting choke. this week. I love <laughs> that he's Trump getting PR advice with- from the person who's interviewing him as she's interviewing him. Like, you, you get that on Fox. You don't get that on the other networks, quite frankly. That's, you don't, you that's don't get service. That, you don't get that on with you? On- no. Well, I usually, I'm tr- I try to do it to CAC, but it's a one-way street. Look, the brilliance of it is... He just genuinely doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I love it. Like, he just doesn't it. care. I love there it. There's no way he'd prepared any of that. He literally goes yeah. in and goes to himself, what can I compare this to? It's like golf. Right? Yeah. Just like golf. And, and actually, the pun on the word choke would have been completely lost on him. Yeah. That, well, that's right. And I mean, obviously, given that this was the most high-profile death since, well, almost death, since George Floyd, perhaps choking wasn't the best analogy to use but um i i think um i just i just love it he just says what he i, I reckon he just says what we're all thinking like he's just looking at it going oh couldn't you have wrestled the guy or couldn't you have oh maybe he was going for something maybe he was he's just spitballing oh he's, he's just, just blue sky thinking and i love it I and love, this brings I love me journey. to my hot take this week which was given to me by a labor senator on wednesday night which is quote donald trump is modeling his campaign style of wwe entertainment Oh, well, that's yes. not a hot take. That's an old take. Everyone oh, knows no. that. But, it's, but it's, not- it's, it's part of that, you know, people taking him figuratively rather than literally. It's and a he's true just take, saying, yeah. You know, you only have to believe 101% of what he says and the rest is just entertainment. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, it's, and, it, and, and, and why should it be any different? I mean, hasn't the US presidency always just been... An actor reading lines? No, look, I, th- I think look, the, the, the brilliant- only difference in Trump's case is he just makes them up as he goes. But it's the, improv. The it's like waiting for Guffman. The brilliance of the campaign, right, and the brilliance of the Trump operation is the level of desensitization to everything now. Yeah. Right? Everything now. I mean, you are at a point right now where he can go on about – if there was another grab them by the pussy incident, I yep. don't even think it'll, it'll get picked no. up. 
right? It'll get, you know, there'll be a few tweets, there'll yeah. be this, there'll be that, right? It's the amount that he's actually able to just desensitize everyone to anything. He can say anything now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But isn't also one of the things that's come out of it, and this is what I think might actually help Trump. So everyone reckons, oh, it was an accident last time. Now we all know better. Trump won't get re-elected. But I also kind of think, like I shat myself when Trump got elected the first time around, and then I thought, actually, it's not really that bad. I mean, the whole point of the US political system is the president has no power, that for everything the president can do, there's a, a Senate or there's a Congress or there's a committee or there's a Supreme Court that can stop him. And even yeah. the whole. Yeah, well, this is why I wanted to talk about the what's happening in Wisconsin at the moment, and also the riots in Portland, uh, because not only did Trump give this amazing quote to Fox News, where he claimed that the Black Lives Matter movement is a Marxist organization controlling Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Clearly. second part. The second part of that is probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the grab. I don't even like to mention Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think is pulling him. Biden's strings? Uh, is it former Obama People officials? that you've never heard of. People that are in the dark shadows. People that oh, What are, does that mean? That sounds like conspiracy theory. Dark shadows. No, what is people that? that you haven't heard of. They're, they're people that are on the streets. They're people that are controlling the streets. We had somebody get on a plane from a certain city this weekend. And in the plane, it was almost completely loaded with, with thugs wearing these dark uniforms, black uniforms with gear and this and that. They're, they're on a plane. Where's the where's this? I'll tell you sometime, but I, I, it's under investigation right now. But they came from a certain city, and this person was coming to the Republican National Convention. And there were like seven people on the plane like this person, and then a lot of people were on the mm-hmm. plane to do big damage. They were coming from Planning for Washington. Yeah, this was all, this is all happening. He's just making so shit no, up. Is it just me or does that sound exactly like the CIA? Yeah. But what like I'll lo- tell you the city they were coming from, Langley. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is, like, just the code of language, the, the, these dark people and they were dark and people you don't know and they live in the shadows and it's black Again, it sounds exactly like, It sounds like a black ops mission by the CIA. It sounds like the fucking Bay of Pigs. Oh, man. I don't think the CIA just, would do that. I just love it. Well, look, firstly, I firstly... Um, I think the Black Lives Matter movement was actually one of the founders or one of the per- people who claimed to be the founders actually is a self-professed Marxist, isn't she? I think she's. I think that's actually on the record. So oh, yeah. he's not that – I mean, that is not that crazy. But whether they can actually run Joe Biden – I mean, oh. can anyone run Joe Biden? There's nothing to run. There's, I mean, you, you, the, guy needs a, the guy needs a speedball. But no, but just, just, you gotta, just pa- pa- pause for a sec, though. That entire video, right? that one minute or whatever that is, He's just talking shit. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, I am convinced he's on something, right? There is no way that is how a normal person, right, in that kind of environment is going to react. You know all the stories yeah. about over the time, the diet pills, yeah. uh, the prescription drugs, this and that. I'm, I'm not... I'm not part of the conspiracy theory like that, you know, his son was high on cocaine during the uh, RNC convention. You know, that went wild <laughs> on social media and that. I'm not so sure that was I right. Know. I think the guy was just stressed out and he looked anxious and looked a bit crazy. right? But... It's not normal. It's not a normal way to react and behave. But haven't you, isn't he just some? He's just you know. Haven't you ever just you know you just start talking and just see where your mouth takes you? I think that's what he's doing, isn't it? He's just, he's just you know he's just like oh yeah the the thing something someone told me this something once. Uh, Alice, you, you're a bit of an expert on people who are high on drugs. What's your take <laughs> on it? What? That couldn't be further from the truth. Although, actually, as you were saying that, it did make me think. I read a book over summer called Blitzed, which yep. is the um, personal diaries of Hitler's Isn't doctor. that amazing? I was listening to the it audio. That's is, incredible. 
a must read. Anyone, if you're interested in what really happened, you know, in like the yeah. Nazi camps, it's so fascinating because he was given all these methamphetamines. He was addicted to such an array of drugs. He would yeah. go, there, there's a great story about how he was about to go into a meeting with Mussolini when Mussolini was going to pull out of the war because the war was going so bad. But Hitler was so high and so convinced that they could win when they absolutely couldn't mm. that Mussolini decided to stay involved. Yeah, so, it's, it's amazing. And also the stormtroopers, wasn't just Hitler, the stormtroopers as well were all on speed. That's it. That's and, how they got and the, the way, and the way they were able to crash through and make this incredible pace um, when they were marching through and blitzkrieging people um, was because they were all on speed and they they knew they actually planned all these massive offensives. Said right, they've got to do it within three days or whatever it was because after that they start coming down. Okay, and suddenly it's just not the same army anymore. Just to be clear, is the hot take that to better understand Trump, you need to read books about Hitler? Is that what the? Is that is that that we all know about being Hitler? No, you're not listening. The hot take <laughs> the is hot that take. Trump needs less drugs and Joe Biden needs yeah. more. Guys, 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 we talked about this last week. Trump wants drug tests before the primary debates because he knows that Sleepy Joe is on the Gatorade saxophones. Exactly. <laughs> it's the first ever drug test where you're testing someone to make sure that they're on them. <laughs> he, 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 like, he actually needs it. If Joe Biden runs the country without artificial stimulation – we might as well just all move to China right now. In fact, uh, I thought we already had. Did you listen to his big, his first big speech? His rallying the troops speech after the Republican convention. Like it, it sounded like he was just having a series of. It was, it was kind of a combination of. It was like a combination of you know at the bar at three a.m. downing your last vodka soda because you think that people won't be able to smell it on you, and also a series of mini strokes. Did you hear? Here, I'll, I'll, look, I'll show you. Yeah, I've, got this, I've got the clip here. Violence of extremists and opportunists, right-wing militias, 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 militias. I apologize. We seem to be having a technical difficulty. Okay, so technically that was just the CBS feed breaking down. But it sounded a lot like him. Like, and you could tell the chick on CBS was like, she thought it was him for a okay. good solid 10 Joe, seconds. She did not know. What has happened to you, right? What? At some point, you've become like a right-wing internet troll. No. <laughs> when everyone I'm, says about you on social media, you, know, what it, you have gone, seriously, since I've known you, right, in the past couple of years, you've gone for this kind of, uh, you know, centrist, centre-left, to now this, like, right-wing, pro-Trump, I'm, anti-Democrat. I'm pro-Biden. Oh, really? I'm pro-Biden. Well, I'm the one trying It, it doesn't to, sound like it. I'm the one trying to get him on the gear so he can win this thing. You just want to get everyone on the gear. That's the problem with you. Well, you know, they're more fun that way. Do you know what it reminded me of? Remember when Dr. Carl used to do the micro-sleep ads? Yes. Don't fall asleep behind the wheel? That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. He's a micro-sleeper. Yeah, and and he's just very serious. We need more diversion. We need more diversion. We need the things to unite us. The things to unite us. We need to divide us. He's he's fanning themes, fomenting discontent. Like, it's it's not – I don't think he – and I'm, I'm pro-Joe because I don't reckon any of the other candidates could have got the the swing states in uh, the middle. Yeah, well, see, I've got another candidate for you today. Uh-oh. I've got another candidate. I did a bit of a deep dive on this and I got a little bit obsessed, uh, as I tend to do, and I got a little bit obsessed, which I thought the right party for you. It's the oldest third party in the US presidential election campaign, the Prohibition Party. Wow. Are the they still around? Pro- they're still around. They're running a candidate. His name is Phil Collins. Right, not yeah. The, yeah, not take, take, a, take a look at him now. Oh, look, look at him! Look at him! He is a, he's a beautiful a- man and former army veteran. Now, this is what I love. They had a primary. A guy called Billy Bayless won the primary. Yeah. Quit the party. 
His his vice presidential candidate, who was in their primary, yeah. Connie Gammon, yeah. also then quit the party. Why? They just love quitting things, don't they? they? Just like they, they, they <laughs> if, you, if you can if you can quit it, then quit it. They are a party that has been riddled with three or four different factions who are all at war with each other. You can offline have a chat to me about it. I'm now an expert on the uh, prohibition party. How do they have that's like do they have like a faction for every member? Well, pretty much. What I love is though, then they, they tried to merge with the American Independent Party. Oh. So this guy, Phil Collins, tried to run for their presidential candidate as well. He won in California. But they then decided they were going to give it to a, a Rocky De La Ferret, the presidential candidate. And then he goes, that's okay. I'll accept the vice presidency. And they said, no, our vice presidential candidate is Kanye West. Oh, that is awesome. How can I vote for them? Uh, I believe you can be one of the 5,000 people that voted for them. Can, can you imagine being on the ballot in almost every US presidential state? They're not in every, but including all the big ones, and getting 5,000 votes. Yeah, that, you would think that that would actually be statistically impossible. Even the margin of error should be more than that. Mm. But how can... Does that surely, mean Kanye, but Kanye surely is still, you can hear it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but Kanye... Surely Only Kanye, Phil Collins song I know. <laughs> Only one. But... Kanye is still actually running for president. His odds like, are. Look Kim, at his odds. Kim is supporting him. He's he's at I think eighty one dollars to to win, which that's I think a is a price. safe bet. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. But does that mean that Kanye is officially, technically, running for both president and vice president? Yes, he's running for president on, in his own Kanye batshit well, crazy party well, well, and vice president in the prohibition. Party. Well, this is actually what happens. What you find is like the Trump and Biden will end up being on a bunch of different ballots. Uh, for a bunch of different parties. So there are parties in the US who then nominate the kind of the Trump and Biden. Yeah, it happens really? all the time. Yes. So Biden could be on the ticket for another party. They uh, could, a party uh, yeah. could just say, oh, we want this guy. So yeah, like, so the, um, I think how? the Socialist Party in different times has run the uh, Democratic candidate for their candidacy, which always caused them problems. Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. It's a, look, it's a weird system. And also, too, because of the decentralization of how they vote, we'll yep. talk about postal in a sec, but because of the decentralization of how they vote, every state has a completely different system. A different system yeah, for getting yeah, on the ballot paper, yeah. a different system for voting, a different system for hanging Chad. And even a different system for how the votes work. Like, I mean, the most states, obviously, winner takes all, but some, they actually split up the delegates and uh, the college votes. It's just weird. Hey, um, They do it right in China. They, that's right. Who needs to vote at all? Um, speaking of Sam. the Prohibition Party, do you know, though, that Prohibitionists, that is, I was just watching um, Miss America, I think it was, the you know, the Kate Blanchard thing about the, the right-wing... Um, Phyllis Schleffer, um, uh, who lobbied against the women's libbers and Gloria Steinem and all that. Um, But the prohibitionist movement was actually the first sort of women's lib movement. Like it was was pretty much the same thing because obviously it was women who were sick of their husbands drinking the – um, the family paycheck away, all the household finances away, and also, of course, getting drunk and, and getting abusive and violent, blah, blah, blah. So it was actually a fight. So the Women's Temperance um, League, uh, Women's Temperance Union, was all um, about it was, it was all about women's rights. And that there are apparently um, stories of women going to like pubs and stuff, there's activists or whatever, going to inns or whatever they call them, bars, saloons, and saying, listen, stop serving alcohol Stop being a saloon, stop being a, a tavern or whatever they call them, and we will and, and become a fishmonger. I heard this on a podcast, so it must be true. Yeah, and and we'll come and buy all your fish. And so they were trying to convince all these publicans mm, to fishy. turn off the taps. But it's but so yeah, so it is. I mean, I know it doesn't exactly help defy the stereotype of the the humorless feminist, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the prohibitionists. What are you doing to yourself? Do you just, do you just <laughs> hate I'm, your Twitter feed? No, do you, just, say, you say screw it. I don't care what they mentions. say about me on social media. But I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying the women's liberation movement has its origins in the prohibition movement. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying. That. This is what we do. This is why, like, every when does your column come out? On a Saturday night, your column comes up, right? Yeah. And there's like Saturday a three. Did you ever see? Have you ever yeah. followed him? And there's like three hours, which I like to call Fight Club, right? <laughs> which is just, just go, Joe going everyone. Like, you know, I reckon he gets home, <laughs> posts his column, gets three beers into it's him, nice. sends it's an not- email to Joe Biden trying to get him on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then just goes hell for leather. Oh, cocaine just slag, Joe Bottom. Just slag it off everyone on his social media. Everyone thread. gets upset. upset. No, because okay, here are the things you've said so far. You've said uh, the, the uh, humorless feminist. No, I'm uh, just saying that Trump uh, help is that. amazing. I didn't uh, say Trump reckon, is amazing. No, Joe, Joe, you must be on a humorless treat because I read a column you wrote for the Telegraph this week that said. I had always assumed that US late night talk shows were supposed to be funny, but it turns out without an audience, they are indistinguishable from first year politics tutorials. At least, unlike universities, they are free. Oh, <laughs> that's what, yeah, edgy political. So edgy what? political. Edgy so political. So I can buy free education. Who's going to hate me for that? I'm gonna, <laughs> but this, this is You're this not is coming like, back from this. You just go, I'm not coming back from anywhere. And this is the problem. When you are when you are stuck in the middle, you just go, I got I got a tweet today about another one. I say, Oh, so you're still defending Dan Andrews. <laughs> like, I, that's what I just go, I just can't I, I just You can't win. You can't win. It's, it's tough just, being Joe. It's, just, it's tough being the but only you know right you know, person. You know what, Joe, you're right. right? It must R. be really, really hard to be upper middle class and white. Kind of swarthy. <laughs> He's a misogynist. He has very poor views on LGBTQ rights. And I just don't think this is a man who should be anywhere near our board of trade. We need a free trade deal with Australia. We need it to be quick. But we also need free trade deals with the rest of the world. Is he the sort of man I want to be representing us globally? No. That was a UK conservative politician talking about uh, Joe Hildebrand. Sorry, I mean uh, Tony Abbott. Obviously, uh, our, uh, our the UK Board of Trade member Tony Abbott, uh, who thinks that we should just let old people die on their own. Um, uh, but the biggest story this week. Did he say I that? Oh, now stop defending him. So, but here's what I don't get, right? Why? To me, the bit that's so strange about this is this whole idea they're getting foreigners to try and kind of come and become their advocates for them on trade deals. It, uh, so if he's meant to be doing the deal... Foreigner. He was born there. <laughs> no one's seen his citizenship papers. Um, but, uh, internet conspiracy. Um, no. He's a bertha. He's a bertha. Dash is a bertha. Well, look, I'm, oh, look, I'm just saying uh, those ears don't look Australian to me. Um, <laughs> but the budgie smugglers do, unfortunately. Well, I- um so, but no, no, but okay. Here's what I don't get: they're using foreigners to do this. To me, what seems straight, it's not just an advisory or friends or this that. This whole idea that people like Abbott are going to go and say negotiate free trade deals, right? For the British, but he's not British. He's Australian. Australian PM. And any deal he does surely would be more pro-Australian than pro-British. The idea that he meant to be nego- isn't the whole thing though that Britain is meant to be negotiating a trade deal with us, and he's meant to be the. Because no one's really said what his actual job is. We don't even know if it's voluntary. He's a former or... prime minister. That is, there is no job. The job is being the former prime minister, isn't it? I don't know. All the others seem to have a few little side operations going on, don't they? Yeah. Isn't Hawkey in? Well, not well, anymore. No, no but, he's not. But but he was, was he was like he was like he was doing consultancy work for Chinese. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Companies and stuff, which is all right. Julia's doing education. Julia's doing education. Very noble. Kevin's um, doing Zoom. Kevin's doing Zoom, and uh, and um, and Paul Keating's He's doing an clocks. Person for KFC, um, obviously. 
But I, that's I'm selling some finger licking good chicken. But um, uh, there's not that anymore. They but, got but rid of that. Let's move on to the, let's move yeah, on to the thing that outraged Australians more online this week, I think, which okay. is, of course, a Melbourne woman's arrest uh, for allegedly inciting an anti lockdown protest in uh, regional Melbourne. Now, her arrest went viral, uh, more than 2 million views, which, uh, guys, I mean, let's be honest, we'd kill for those numbers. Yeah, love yeah. them. Um, yeah. Can we get her on the show? And it went wrong because her husband live-streamed it on Facebook. He's, uh, he's a bit of a... Pregnant. She's pregnant, so... Well, I'll take it easy. What's this about? I have an ultrasound just in an hour. Let me finish and I'll explain. It's in relation to a Facebook post, in relation to a lockdown protest you put on... Yeah, and I wasn't breaking any laws by doing you that. You are actually, you are breaking all. That's why I'm arresting you in relation to insult. How can you children, arrest her? That's in front of my two children. Can't you just say to her, take the post down? Like, come I mean, on. I'm happy to delete the post. This is ridiculous. And then after they let her out, the woman decided to break her silence because obviously she had uh, been completely. Uh, had no voice before, and this is what she said. <laughs> so the police did end up being like quite nice, which wasn't on camera. Um, they did end up uh, taking the handcuffs off, let me get dressed. They were quite nice down at the police station. Like I said, they were just kind of had to do their job at the moment and stuff. Um, you know, they said they weren't really happy about having to arrest me or anything, but that's what's happening at the moment in our state. So, so what, what was your reason yeah. for putting up the post and wanting to do the, the silent protest? Um, Why did you do that? Well, for one, I actually, sorry about my bimbo moment. I didn't realize that I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> um, and I did kind of want to protest in Melbourne. Um, but obviously I knew I wasn't allowed to do that. Um, so I just wanted to feel like I was doing something, um, you know, standing up for human rights. Would do you, you think- still go and protest if you could? No, I'm too scared now. And, and it's fear mongering. That's how I feel. I well, just, Joe, you're the resident feminist on this panel. I uh, am. What do you think? Uh, well, I don't think the cops should be cuffing pregnant women in their own homes in front of their kids. I think that's mm. fairly... That's the softest thing you've said. That, well, I think that's that's pretty obvious. But I also think I, I think with this whole corona thing, and it's very, very weird that it's happening in Victoria under a um, left-wing Labor premier, but I think that... And, and we know the data is actually in on this. We know that it is people in poorer areas, in poorer communities who are are the ones where it is most prevalent and often the ones who um, are uh, most anti-lockdown. I mean, my old hometown of Dandenong, they're the ones who um, keep uh, going out and marching the street. These aren't rich elitists. That woman is not. That woman's from Ballarat. That's the birthplace of the Australian labour movement in Eureka Stockade. Yes, yeah, so no, you, 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 this, this, she's, she's lost her job. She is, she is someone who is clearly struggling um, and 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 I think there's this kind of ten. I, I don't like this kind of ten. I, obviously, I think you know they're all nutters, and I don't think they should be protesting. And I don't think you know all, all these people who are sus on the vaccine. They're all, there are plenty of crazies out. There's no question about that. But I'm also detecting. Don't slag off our audience. I'm also detecting an element of sort of inner city elitist snobbery, looking down the noses of people who are scared, who have actually who are actually hurting more because of lockdown than other people who have nice cushy jobs to go go to and nice houses to lock down in. And and I think there's obviously the cop stuff was heavy handed, but I think there's also a sort of ugly sneering at some the, of these. But the other thing well. that's going on, so I, I actually caught up last week uh, with the uh, pollsters. Yep. So the pollsters who are doing kind of uh, some of the kind of party pollsters in the kind of left of politics, and the, their observation, which they were even themselves surprised about, was this: they go, 
the tougher you are at the moment as a politician, yep. the better the response. Yep. I mean, like, there was a Queensland election, I think it's the 31st yep. of October. Um, uh, Anastasia couldn't have gone tougher. Yep. That's probably going to be her path to re-election. Yep. Uh, the Labor government in the NT was in real trouble. Uh, Gunner uh, has narrowly kind of been able to form government. He's won. I mean, it's yep. a bit more kind of a messy situation. But down in Victoria, Dan, who's in real trouble, the one thing at the moment that is actually the, the politics of it, you know, let's cut through the the yep. BS, right? There is politics at play here. Yep. And the politics of it are the tougher you are, the better it plays out electorally. I mean, even the Australian. Um, Alice, I think you guys were at our front page about the numbers and on how positive this stuff yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Well, I mean, what do you expect? Where The country has been drilled into us for the last 10, 15, 20 years that hard borders are important. Yeah. You know, stop mm. the boats, keep the borders strong. It's a liberal policy that has now come back to bite the Morrison government because they want to reopen the borders to reopen the economy but the states are saying, no, 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 no. We'll take what you were saying 10 years ago and use it, thank you. Well, and it's working. It's following well, heavily. You saw what happened, you know, Bannon and them in the US, right? Uh, mm. Steve Bannon in the US uh, started his own private company to build a wall. Yeah. Uh, turned out they found a way to fleece $25 million allegedly into their own pockets. <laughs> and because of that, I think we should propose a podcast. We should actually build our own wall as well. And uh, I think mm. we can find a way to try and fleece $25 million out of that too. I think Western but Australia is probably already it? working on it. <laughs> the tweet. Where would you build it? Which, uh, the tweet. state? The tweet, Queensland, New South Wales, New South Wales, Victoria. Wow. WA has got that rabbit proof. WA has been looking for an excuse to leave the Federation ever since it started. In fact, since before it started. Isn't the strategy we lose WA and we'll take take New New Zealand? Zealand. Yep. I've I've got a better idea. We go infrastructure money and we build a bridge from Melbourne to Tasmania so they can be in a bubble together. Ah. I'm. I've got. I, Are I you going to make a mean joke about how no one wants no, to No, I'm you, You're no, going to make I'm, stuff. I was waiting for you to say some kind of offensive thing about there's, that. There's absolutely in- in- let the sexual out. thing, yeah. something offensive. <laughs> and that way I could just, just so I could watch what happens to your Twitter feed. Yeah, there's just, there's just nothing I can, there's, there's nothing I can add to that. I'm just, I'm just visualizing it. And there, there it is. It works. Well, you'll be happy to know, uh, Joe, that yes. you are in fierce agreement with Craig Kelly on uh, the issue of hashtag free Zoe Lee. Uh, he's thrown his support behind the 28-year-old and started a campaign uh, to get her justice. And he's also made this amazing claim on his Facebook page. He claims that by sharing a picture of her arrest, quote, I too would face arrest in Victoria. Oh, that's I think it takes arrest for many reasons. I'm not sure that'd be one of them. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be donating to it. I mean, isn't she out now? Like, hasn't the problem just kind of solved itself? But see, Craig and yeah. these guys. But this is what's what's happened. Obviously, isn't it? And you've got to hand it to the Craig Kellys of the world, right? They've turned around and said, you know what? Screw this, right? I'm never going to be a minister. I'm never going to be a front bencher. I'm barely holding on to my own seat in parliament within my own party, mm. right? How do I create enough of a kind of fringe position for myself? And he'll have yeah. a life after this. He'll be doing radio. Yeah. He'll be doing Sky. He'll be doing, you know, a whole bunch of things afterwards. It's, it's the Pete Evans strategy, right? Pete Evans right now, right? Not only, you know, you know he's now selling lamps. Mm. Right? This guy was a, the paleo guy. Right, but is it, I suppose isn't isn't this the whole thing? And this goes to the very heart of the free speech argument that keeps coming up is that if this woman was just left alone or told to take down the post or whatever, probably you know a few dozen nutters would have shown up at this protest. The cops would have slapped them with a fine, told them to go home, and everyone would have thought, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Yeah, it's the isn't, that idiot? Rule, isn't it? So, but but now suddenly. 
suddenly you've got every single person thinking, holy fuck, can I be arrested for what I post on Facebook? Yeah. And, th- and now it's suddenly, yeah, of course- Good. It's so a- they should think that. Now- <laughs> this is how we're going to implement the- Look, Joe, your problem with you is you're not preparing for what's going to happen when the revolution comes. <laughs> that's right. right? That's right. And we have to instill the discipline now. I need to get my now. thoughts in order. That's so right. You make, so, look, it's very important that right now we make it clear yep. the circumstances in which you'll be up against the wall. That's right. right? That's, and then exactly we can right. test people against that. And, uh, and, mate, we're just going to clean it out. And like, yeah. like, I'm, I'm frankly sorry, but your behavior today on this show has been so appalling I that I I'm just sorry. don't think you're going to make it through week three. <laughs> I'd be surprised if I make it that far. Just, why don't you just give it just – let's just do it like they do it in the old country and you just you just write out what you want me to say and I'll, I'll sign it. Yep, perfectly. We'll do it like North Korean TV. Yeah. But can I, can I say, all, all seriousness aside, um, I, I deeply resent the um, – I deeply resent the implication that you and frankly you too, Alice, uh, have, have been making that I am uh, in any way – Right wing that, uh, that I've ever gravitated towards. Right, it's absolutely. Oh please! Look, I'm not ab- saying you're right wing, but I'm saying that maybe you and Sam Newman hang out on the weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't hang out on the weekends. That's the whole problem. <laughs> you, you can't even play golf. <laughs> can't even play golf no. with the guy. No, no. I, but I don't know. Gonna... How, if, I, I've known you for a while. You've you've convinced yourself this thing that I just some, believe. Just in, because I believe you hang around speech. with people who are way more right wing than you, right, doesn't make you a moderate. <laughs> Just because you surround yourself with these like right wing nutbags doesn't somehow make you part they of the center. They don't think I'm a moderate. They think I'm a raving lefty. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> They're sitting on the fringe over there. They're debating be- flat Earth. Right? I just, be- I just, I just believe when you, in free you, speech. Mate, when you show up all. at the bloody flat Earth conspiracy meeting and start talking about the Kennedy assassination, yeah, they think you're a crazy lefty. I no, no, I go there and I tell them it's round. Joe, Joe, you way, sit on the progress. right of Australian politics. There's no, no I doubt don't. about that. There's I, no doubt about that. I sit next to Anthony Albanese. No, you don't. That's not true. No, you don't. I don't. You've occasionally, you know, you, you like Kevin. You did? Yeah. Were you responsible for Kevin getting the endorsement by the Telegraph? Well, no, but I was, well, I, we're not meant to talk about that. Um, but yeah. yeah I, that's <laughs> okay, so that's a yes. That's um, a yes. No, I, I, was, I was very, I was openly supportive of yeah. uh, Kevin and I and I said that- um, How many I, weeks after that do you call him last for? I, before cer- that, I certainly, no, no, the, the paper endorsed him. The Telegraph endorsed him. The, the Australian endorsed him. Virtually every single News Corp masthead endorsed yeah, him. Australian which makes it rather yeah. strange that he now thinks that we're responsible for his demise. We, see? Um, see, we. But, we, um, you see that? We. <laughs> Wait, but, I'm sorry. No, is, I have a News Corp shrill here now. It is absolutely, it is absolutely true that <laughs> I did, I, I did my best to convince my my colleagues and the editors and executives at News Corp that Labor was a mature, responsible party that was ready yeah. to govern with stability and responsibility. And look what you fucking assholes okay, whoa, did. Whoa, whoa. Look so, at so, what you did. You made also, a liar Sam, out of me. So are you telling me the Sam, way you, you did it Sam, you can hardly talk. Sam, you wrote a column for the Daily Telegraph as well. I have no idea what you're so talking about. So did Everyone You does. absolutely so, did. Hey, 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 can we be clear about this? This is a poll on Joe session. Right, Alice? <laughs> this is a poll on Joe session. I don't like this whole turn it on me thing. Making a huge mistake. Can I say, you want to talk about, you want to talk about who's pro-Labor, who's anti-Labor. I got Kevin Rudd elected and you bastard shafted him. Hey, no, no, this is so wrong. So wrong. Let's be clear about this. I not only shafted him, I also helped shaft Julia for him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I helped both opposing positions at the same time. Equal opportunity spiller. <laughs> anyway, point being... I think we can now put that outrageous and, and frankly defamatory assertion that I'm I'm right wing to bed. Anyway, I was watching Tucker Carlson. 
<laughs> is this your segue? That's my segue. I, I am not a right wing nutcase, but by the way, I was watching Tucker Carlson last night. <laughs> this is the guy who does, this is the guy who spent his first twenty years of media wearing a bow tie, like yeah. a fucking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Please that, continue, is that me Joe. Or Tucker Carlson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but have you heard about this um, this Cuomo and Cohen thing? Oh that, no, is it the Tucker Carlson conspiracy that's the, coming the from your left wing friends? So 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 Tucker Carlson aired this secret phone recording between Michael Cohen, who was, I think, Trump's ex-lawyer and... and Fixer, and, I believe, and is the term. Chris, and Fixer, a friend, family friend, colourful mm. racing identity, and Chris Cuomo, who's, of course, the CNN host, um, uh, who is, it's fair to say, pretty anti-Trump. But anyway, so Tucker Carlson um, thought he had this uh, silver boy. He was talking about it all week, saying, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him. Anyway, this is the audio that he played. Have a listen. You know, I'm always careful when I talk to media, you know? Right. Do you know how many phone calls I've gotten from people at ABC who say that reporters are calling and lying about things they heard about me to try to get stories about me when I was at ABC? Guys calling and saying, I heard he was the Charlie Rose of ABC, he used to invite women to the hotel and open his uh, bathroom. Do I look like the kind of guy who's got to do that? Sure, why not? Um, but you insist- so lying. So I already now. have a good source that says that he forced one woman to have sex. I just want to know if you've ever heard anything like that. There is no woman. Right. There is none of that. So here's the problem. Women who do work there saying, oh, yeah, you know, some of these men and, and naming me with other guys. You know, we bumped into each other once in the elevator and he put his hand on my shoulder and he made me really uncomfortable. I mean, what the f- it's 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 a problem. And now you so I'm careful of- with the media always. Right. I've always told you the media is not your friend. No. True. The media is not your friend. I think that is a take-home lesson for the ages. But um, but what I really liked was when he said, do I look like the sort of fucking guy that would need to do that? He's good looking, like, I have like, to like, say. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of. well, listen, But, see, this but this is what I like. It's like, I'm too good looking to be a sexual harasser. That is that is a defense. And but, that, that's what I'm pulling. But also, why would you go to Michael Cohen of all people, right, to be able to have these kind of deep, like, Thing conversation. This is a guy who you can't even trust to pay off your um your your your, your hookers. I mean, what's going on here? But this is this is what you. I think when you're worried when you're worried about stuff, this is what you do. You want to go to someone who you, you you think well, whatever I've done or whatever I haven't done or whatever I'm accused of, I just want to go to someone who's just far far worse. Mm. You know, that's why you can't. This why you can't trust anyone who hasn't. So you're been, you can't trust anyone who hasn't been disgraced. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. But <laughs> it's pretty much. <laughs> I mean that's why that's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> but 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 essentially too, it's like saying, look, I need to have a connoisseur and expert yeah. on sexual harassment. I'll go to Trump's lawyer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I, and I do like how this Tucker Carlson, the, the silver bullet um, to get Chris Crow is, is is someone denying that they've sexually harassed someone. Someone having a phone call saying how they they have not actually done anything must be proof positive that they have. I can't believe you're still watching Tucker Carlson. Great, great Do you understand the extent wa- to which you've undermined your time? I just want to know, Sam, who you would I mean, he's no people. Sean Hannity, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. He was a bit handsy too, wasn't he? <laughs> this is the thing. you got Trump saying you're just grabbing by the pussy. He's like, oh, that's not what he meant. And then, yeah, and then you got Chris Cuomo saying, I've got people falsely accusing me of this. Yeah, ha. So he did it. The one of the two that I still kind of made, uh, the, you know, all of that kind of grabbing by the pussy thing, uh, I'm still in shock about is I would have thought the Billy Bush rehabilitation would have got him back by now. I think it's. I think that isn't the no. rehabilitation just 
shut up, go away. No, he's tried to. He did the whole, I think he became a Christian. He became a born again. Nah. He did the whole, I'm learning. He, he Billy Bush went on a journey I'm, of self-discovery. Yeah. I love the I learn, I'm learning one. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, like, I didn't realize that saying I just grabbed him by the pussy was wrong. I mean, it was a different time. It was like 2015. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me, sure. come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Oh, what an out. What a leader. Mm. You know what mm. I love? Do you reckon... Uh, That'll be a Joe Biden voter, right? Yeah. But here's what I love, right? Saucy nugs. The amount of work that went into that, right? It's beautiful. He put on a suit. It's beautiful. He got a new tie. Yep. He planned the speech. Yep. He had the gags in there. Yep. This wasn't a one-off. Like, he has put a lot of yep. time, thought, and he effort into that. He really has. That, right? And doesn't Tim Minchin scrub up well? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Now it is time for my favorite segment of the show, <gasps> oh, Gallery oh, Whispers. Where we whispers, gossip that we've heard. Uh, Joe, do you want to kick us off? Sure, I'd love to. Well, you might have heard that there's a bit of movement in the media world recently. Whispers. It's a personal, a personal movement with me. Um, Joe got sacked. I didn't know how to tell you this, guys, but um, I'm actually, with all the upheaval at Studio 10, I'm actually going to start another podcast. It's a, a separate podcast I'm, I'm doing with Ken, Kerry Ann Kennelly, and it's called Having a Yak with Gag. <laughs> Are you actually? <laughs> no. Oh, whispers. I just really like whispers. Whispers. Okay, I've got one. Whispers. 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 Now, the Queensland state election, Anastasia Palaszczuk's numbers are looking really good, but after the election... People will start talking about what's going to happen with the premiership. And there's going to start being some talk of Anastasia going to Canberra. Whispers. Whispers. How will she get there when the borders are closed? She'll open 
the border so she can go to camera. But then she'll close them again. So Jackie Trad can't follow her. No. Did you know that Bob Brown was the resident doctor on duty at St Mary's Abbott's Hospital in London, 1970, when the body of Jimi Hendrix was brought in? Whispers. Whispers. Wow. Wow, that's a really hot take. That's now 50 years old. That's 50s. That's not even you. That was in his book. I have to say. He claimed he was dead on arrival, but who knows? That's who right. knows? Either that or Bob really doesn't like rock and roll. <laughs> Whispers. Whispers. That's amazing. You got stuff from 50 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she knows Luckily, we have a new format of the internet. <laughs> no one could have Googled that at all. No one could have. Yeah, there was you, no Google. You write a gossip column and the best shit you've got from 50 years ago. (laughs) Do you want another whisper? Yes. Do you not like the whisper? Yeah. Your whisper sucked. Can we have one from this decade, please? What senior Morrison government minister has started calling journalists, not at 6 a.m., but at 5 a.m. this week, the week of the second recession that we had to have, to complain about how they're writing about him in the newspaper. Is this a Me Too thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about... Is it the treasurer? No, it's not. Because no. that's probably quite common. No, it wouldn't be the treasurer. He's busy. But, I mean, you would write about the treasurer. He's busy, wouldn't be the treasurer. Is it Craig Kelly? Surely, it's Craig Kelly. Surely he's busy. <laughs> Whispers. You know you're going to get a call at 5am now. That's <laughs> Is he going to show up? Like Jimmy, is the budget going to show up? Like Jimi Hendrix, the surplus is going to be dead on arrival? Yeah. Whispers. 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 Hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? Whispers. 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 <laughs> what are you doing, Dr. Bob? Put the pillow down. <laughs> Whispers. That's right. You heard it first. Joe's gone so far right wing now. He's accusing Bob Brown of murdering Jimi Hendrix. It's not murder, it's euthanasia. If you're from the left, it's called euthanasia. Oh. <laughs> that's I mean, that's right, enough guys. whispers. Bob, Brown. Bob Brown's a murderer. <laughs> it is an absolute travesty that the AFL once again is abiding by its first rule, which is always finding a way to do over Western Australia by sending the grand final to Queensland. It's not even a football state. How on earth do you overlook Western Australia with all of the lack of restrictions, all of the capacity to fill into that stadium, and you overlook Western Australia? It's the first rule of AFL. Always look to see how you can screw over WA. Okay, that's all we've got time for in this episode of I'm Usually More Professional. We'll be back every Thursday, Arvo, with a new episode in your preferred podcasting and YouTubing feeds. Uh, You can rate and review us on iTunes, which I've been told is a thing that people still do. Uh, As usual, you can send all your ideas to at Joe underscore Hildebrand Mm -hmm. and all your hate mail to Sam Dastiari. I do not read my DMs, but you can find me Monday to Friday on page two of The Australian. Oh, Uh, oh, sorry, so I'm going to pick up that drop there. (laughs) Yeah. 
Final thoughts, uh, Joe Hildebrand. Yeah, uh, you can also catch my new podcast, Having a Yak with Cack. Um, <laughs> that's coming out. <laughs> It's coming out on all your favourite platforms, including uh, Cac's favourite platform, which is Carrier Pigeon. Oh, my and God. Uh, not oh, my God. Not. I've, I've done it again, haven't I? Anyway, um, that's it from me. And remember, not right wing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam. Uh, my uh, hot take is I think you're going to find a lot more kind of tougher talk coming out of Queensland in the next week or two as they start moving towards election mode. Really, just random, and just people, just tough borders, just tough, tough on things. lock people up. Lock them up. Send in the cops. Let's be very clear. Anna sent me. Unless, Take that, hippie. Unless you're going to show up and announce an AFL grand final, you're not allowed in that state. Fair, fair deal, wow. really. That is tough talk. Um, uh, just finally, and this is question without notice, uh, I'm currently running a fantasy World Cup best Prime Minister Australia never had on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I've, I've like, voted. I've got time on my hands. I'm obsessed. Yeah, and, and so I wanted to get from both of you, who's the best Prime Minister Australia never had? I mean, Sam, you can't say yourself, by the way. More than there's no <laughs> Actually, Sam is, Sam is the best Premier New South Wales yeah. ever had, technically, um, if you no, want to be like that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm calling Kim Beasley. No. Kim Beasley. Oh, really? No, yeah. I, I think Kim would have been very good, but I don't think he's the best. I wanted the MO Prime Ministership. The Craig Emerson Prime Ministership. Oh, look, I love MO, but yeah, okay. I he's absolutely not in the top 16. He's just not, because people like you run a hateful agenda, Alice Workman, oh, and on. lock come out on. decent blokes like Craig Emerson. You're the reason mm. that hey, people like Gareth him. Evans, Simon Crean, they're in there. You know, Penny Wong is leading the vote at the moment. Gareth, and, uh, Jenny, Gareth Macklin, got- Jenny Macklin's storming through to come up and uh, take the final 16th spot. Gareth actually got very good numbers. Didn't he from memory? Yeah, my when dream I is to have um, Cheryl Kerno and Gareth Evans in a semi-final together. Oh, too, too soon. soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> too soon. All right, that is all we've got time for this week. <laughs> Goodbye. We will see you next Thursday. He's right wing. <laughs> <laughs>